Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. So on today's episode I am joined by Coco. So Coco is a London-based drag queen and we basically talk about all things drag, how they got into drag, um, what it's like being a person of colour in drag. Coco was just so amazing. It was such a fun, relaxed, like cool episode. So I really hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you go show Coco some love and show this podcast some love as well. Make sure you subscribe or follow depending on what platform you're listening on. And make sure to follow us on Instagram as well at Forbidden Fridays Podcast. Hope you enjoy. myself other people usually yeah. introduce me so I'm like what do I say about myself like oh yeah. no where do, I, where do I start with this um yeah it doesn't have to be intense it's just your name where you're from what you do um <laughs> okay so I think the mic's set up and we are ready to go so would you like to introduce Beautiful. yourself um my name is Coco Couture I am a drag queen from South London and I've been doing drag for about two and a half years now Wow. How did you get into drag? Also, how do you even afford it? Because, not being funny, I've seen <gasps> I've seen some of your outfits and I'm like, I can't even afford, like, the most basic clothes, let alone that. So, um, I mean, in terms of, like, when I started and stuff and, like, yeah. how it came about, I went to the British School and we do, like, mm. a yearly drag show and I did a couple of them Amazing. and then just through like connections and stuff I managed to get like a charity gig at this bar in Wimbledon which has now become like my home bar um and they they asked me back so it was by like pure pure like luck basically yeah. but I'd always wanted to do drag for like years like I discovered drag race when I was literally like 14 and I was like I want to do this and I need to find a way to do this but <laughs> that's the thing especially when you're young you don't know how to start you don't yeah. know what what to do so I was quite lucky with how I started because I had enough people like kind of around me that were like, oh, this is the right direction to go in. Yeah. Now, in terms of costs, <laughs> um, stick you on. It can be quite, it can be quite spenny. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when I first started, the majority of my wardrobe was just like ASOS swimsuits, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, some of that still is my drag, but it's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it it can be quite expensive. But like, yeah. if you know, like where to get the right like resources and stuff like you can find cheap stuff on like aliexpress ebay like Mm -hmm. even charity shops and it's like what you do with them to kind of build up a lot of my stuff has also just been like handed down to me (laughs) (laughs) we love it recycling my friends will be like clearing out their wardrobe and they're like oh do you want this i'm like i will make that work as a drag outfit (laughs) somehow no that's so funny that's such a good point just recycle clothes that's fine hand me downs we love that exactly yeah exactly so what was it like going to the brit school did you feel like going into drag was quite easy because it's it's quite a diverse school isn't it and it's obviously like performing arts and things like that was it quite easy for you to like develop into the career of drag i I think so yeah because with how the drag shows work like you're you've got like people who are organizing it but you've also got teachers that are supporting like the whole thing as a project so especially with Brit there's so many like strands and different like parts to it that it's like there are people that do makeup there are people that do costumes so you can 
you, you you can get the connections just from like other people in your year outside your strand so like the support was already there and you were like hey, sorry <laughs> words um <laughs> it was good because you could use like the people there at your school to like yeah get advice or like help with stuff whereas then going into the actual industry itself because it's not drag is a very like free-for-all yeah. it's not something that you like train to do yeah so you just kind of have to go into it yourself and if you happen to know people then great if yeah. not you just build yourself up by yourself i guess yeah it's just kind of a wing it thing just go with the flow yeah. <laughs> can't really plan what's gonna happen um talking of like how you got into it did you face any sort of struggle um obviously you're a person of color in the drag industry there's been a lot of controversy at the minute around like obviously this season of drag race is only one person of color um how does that like make you feel um i mean it's it's interesting i've, n I've never been like not gotten a gig because yeah. of like my skin color or something like that but sometimes it does come down to like tokenism yeah and sometimes i do feel like i could have been added to a cast just so that it's diverse yeah and it's like i would rather i would rather be booked for a gig because of my talent and what i can do mm -hmm. as opposed to booking me because i fit a quota yeah and like i it's i don't I, I don't know if i've experienced that like absolutely firsthand i may have mm -hmm. done and i may have not noticed but like it's something so like not spoken about yeah like i mean kind of recently it has been a lot more but like still not a lot of people speak about it that much like POC performers are not booked as often. Yeah. And you see a lot of like lineups for shows where it's like majority white, majority cis men, and like mm -hmm. there's no there's no real like diversity in them. And people are making yeah. the effort. People are like doing what they need to do. But the only thing I fear with that is that it could become tokenism from yeah. that because it's like oh oh we need to make sure we are booking people of color, but then it's like don't just book them yeah. because they fit that so weird so, yeah it's so kind weird. of like they're trying too hard and it, it, it has like the reverse effect of what they're trying to do like they're trying to yeah. kind of essentially be inclusive but then picking someone because they're a person of color and not because of their talent is kind of just the opposite of their intentions which is yeah it's, it's unfair and it's such a like tricky one because then i bet like you don't know if like they actually want you because you're actually an amazing drag queen or because you're just a person of color yeah it's like with with drag race as well like when season two came out there weren't mm -hmm. very many people of color and mm -hmm. quite a few people spoke out about it so yeah. you would have thought that with season three things would have changed but it there wasn't there's not as much representation on yeah. that i mean we've still got like black we've got south asian we've got spanish we've got like oh we've got a biological female as a queen yeah. like there's there is there's other elements of it but there's still not enough it's yeah. still like a majority white cast which all we can do moving forward is just learn and grow yeah and see what see what our mistakes were and go okay this is where this is what can i swear yeah <laughs> this is where we fucked up and this <laughs> yeah. is how we can like make it better <laughs> yeah exactly it's a learning curve it's a learning curve yeah um what would you say on a lighter note has been your biggest achievement so far um well funny you say that um i actually took part in a heat 
for a competition called NADC last night. Oh, wow. And I got through to the competition literally last night. So Congrats! That's, that's my biggest achievement so far. <laughs> well, this is covered to perfect time then. Congrats. I know. <laughs> so what does that actually consist of? What did you do last night? What was it, a heat? So um, it was the second heat mm-hmm. of this year's competition. Mm-hmm. And we had to bring an act of our choice and then we would perform and then the audience would get to vote as well as 50% of the votes being from the judges and you got feedback on stage and then the top three went through the bottom three went home and the middle two lip synced to see who was the fourth spot to go through to the final which not the final the actual competition which starts next week oh my god a lot so what what is the actual competition what do you have to do is it like every day what do you so it's it's a weekly thing. Yeah. Um, so every Monday, mm-hmm. I'm at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, um, mm. and there's like a different theme each week. So it changes. It's very sort of like drag race reality yeah. style. Yeah. Little competition. So Do you feel very ready? Fun. I'm very excited. To Do get, you like, think you can properly smash it? started into it? Yeah. Yeah. I ho- I hope so. I hope so. We love it. <laughs> like tell us a bit more about your drag are you like a you're an amazing dancer i was watching your videos thank you i love your dancing you're amazing yeah so would you say you're more of like a dance look comedy what's your vibe i mean i'm, I'm definitely a dancer first yeah. out of like all the things like i do i do sing i don't do it often <laughs> but like i like i can i just kind of I don't I don't know how you describe it. It's, it's like I just kind of do whatever I feel yeah. like doing. So like yeah. sometimes I just act the fool on stage mm-hmm. and then sometimes I'm taking off like all my clothes and I'm just shaking my ass to like a hundred people. <laughs> so you're an all rounder, that's what you're saying. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go with that. Yeah. I like to I, I basically I like to just make sure the audience are having fun. Yeah. I love drag and for me drag is really fun and I kind of mm-hmm. want to share that with the people that are watching so like if I can bring that like fun high energy atmosphere then that's that's, yeah. that's, that's the goal also <laughs> it's not fun if they're not having fun right because surely it just makes it oh, more exactly. fun if people are hyping you up and you're just loving life yeah like when you can feed off of the audience it just it just makes the whole atmosphere so much better and uh, especially when people have gotten a few drinks down them. Yeah. oh it's beautiful <laughs> everyone's on the right vibe <laughs> yeah we love to see it what would you like to achieve what are your goals what are your intentions so i i hope to be doing drag for as long as i physically can like like i I want this to be a long-term thing like i've done i I want to be that like 80 year old drag queen (laughs) (laughs) that like everyone remembers from years and years ago but like i i want to i want to just like do as much as i can like already i've been starting to do a lot more gigs and venture out to a whole lot of new places like i i mean some goals would be to like venture maybe further up the country further down the country like out of london potentially go to other countries with it like Mm -hmm. i mean obviously drag race is there as as a pain (laughs) like i would like it to happen at some point but like it's not it's not the be all and end all i'd like it to happen but it's like i just want to keep keep performing and just keep like spreading joy yeah i feel like with the drag race thing like people think that that's what every drag queen aims for and then that's like it that means you've made it but i was speaking to a drag queen in leeds who works at the viaduct show bar and she was like yeah it's just not for me like i'm never gonna want to do it like i can 
kind of do it on my own it's it doesn't mean like i'm not a great drag queen if i've not been on that show i just it's just not my vibe and i I never even thought about that and i bet a lot of people do think like oh so when's drag race on the cards because that's when you like make it but there is other routes as well but obviously it'd be amazing the main the main question yeah that people ask like i'll finish the show and then like i'll just be like hanging about and people are like oh so you're auditioning for drag race <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's like it's not it's it's not every drag performer's like main goal like not like you said not everyone wants to get on there like some of us do yeah. and that's okay like regardless exactly. of what way it is like it's it's a it's a nice thing to aim for but mm-hmm. it shouldn't almost be expected that every yeah every single performer must go through yeah. drag race and must audition and must like get that experience yeah have you auditioned before i haven't yet oh you haven't yet oh yet well yeah we're just we're, we're seeing how it's going yeah yeah <laughs> what is one thing that drag has taught you so far about life um not to take everything so seriously like i think it's like when i first started drag because you see especially when I first started my main influences were coming from Drag Race mm-hmm. and that's a very uh, most of the queens on there are very like polished and like so put together it's like at the beginning it's a little bit of like oh I need to I need to be like completely mm-hmm. on it and I need to be like 100% perfect 24-7 and then like when I kind of realised that that's not how I need to be and I need to just like focus on doing what I love it then kind of I then started to think about just all these other things and I was like I need to not take life so seriously because yeah. nothing needs to be 100% perfect all the time you just kind of go with the flow and do what you enjoy so like I think I think it, it's taught me quite a bit about that it also taught me quite a bit about like my gender identity as well because mm-hmm. like I, w- I started to spend a lot of time in clothing of like another gender yeah and stuff so I um I I like about around a year ago now I came to the realization that I'm non-binary and use mm-hmm. like they them pronouns I changed my legal name and I did all that and I feel like it does come from drag because yeah. I was expressing myself in such a different way but to me like to some people drag queens like when they're in drag it's like oh this is my drag character mm-hmm. I am completely separate when I'm not in drag yeah. whereas for me like the lines were a little bit more blurred and it was like I feel like Coco is still definitely a part of I mean yeah. it's not she's not someone separate it's still part of the one yeah <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand what you mean yeah I know there, there's a lot of drag queens that just as well like see it as a job whereas a lot see it as like yeah. this is my lifestyle like this is part of me yeah. this is who I am and this is like how I like to express myself that just happens to be how I earn money as well so yeah yeah there's very different spectrums of it um i mean i did i did go to uni for two out of the three years and then after the second year yeah after the second year i dropped out um because i was like i want to do drag full-time amazing and i mean at the moment i'm just kind of going just kind of like going with the flow like yeah when i was at uni i had a very kind of I I, st- I went into uni with like a certain mindset of like oh this is what I want to do this is what I want to go into and then as I was doing drag at the same time mm-hmm. it started to become more of a oh I want to do drag a lot more and I want to I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. that a lot more than like my course and what I'm doing yeah. so 
I feel like ever since changing that up, it's been like, oh, okay, not sure what the full long-term goal yeah. is, but we're just going with it, seeing what happens. Like, yeah, I hope drag can take me through for the next, like, however many years, but yeah. just just have to see you just have to see no I love your attitude and I love how it's just like going with the flow life's too short to even think about any of that stuff that's how life should be just not thinking about all the oh absolutely we're on a floating piece of rock nothing matters do what you want (laughs) literally thinking about that thinking about it like that is it's literally so true like it's not life's not that deep right it's not that deep it's really not Did you ever, like, gain any form of, like, negative attention? Like, how did you deal with that? Um, it wasn't too bad. Like, to be fair, like, everyone was very into it. Like, mm-hmm. um, the, I, I went to a performing arts uni. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, a lot of the people there were not, not so much used to it, but, like, they know what it's like in the performing world and they are aware of drag queens and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I never really got anything from anyone, like, at uni or really at Brit like all of the people there were all like so supportive so it made it easy to still do it without feeling like I'm like being judged or something like yeah. the first year when I lived in when I lived in halls one of my housemates was like a straight male who has never experienced mm-hmm. like drag yeah. in any way shape or form and like we had some like open honest conversations about it like he he never had any problems he was just like open to like finding out about it and i feel like that's what the majority of yeah all of this has been now from strangers sometimes the reactions aren't so positive like yeah. i'll be like traveling to gigs and i get like funny looks or people will, like like just say like petty shit to me which is fine i don't really care i don't know them it's not it's not going to bother me too much. It bothered me a lot more at first. Yeah. But, like, it's, like, realistically, it's, like, I'm not trying to impress them, so yeah. I don't really care what their thoughts of me are. Mm-hmm. Like, I did I did have, um, I think it was it was over a year ago now, um, I had, like, a little online Instagram reel interview thing with VT, mm-hmm. and um, I, I don't think their audience is very LGBT-friendly. <laughs> Because a lot of the oh, yeah. a lot of the comments were like gunning for me. Like there there were people like, "Oh, this is disgusting. We didn't need to see this." Like, who asked? And then it got like personal about my appearance and oh, all of this. No. And like, it was just it was just so weird. And I'd not experienced something yeah. like that before. And like, that was a moment when I realized like how bad internet trolls are. It's yeah. the only time I've ever experienced it. But like, I was. Re- I know I shouldn't have read the comments. I know that was bad on my part, but I was reading these comments like, people are horrible. Like, <laughs> yeah. These aren't nice. Like, what is the need? Like, what Like what? What in your brain makes you think, mm, yeah, let me leave a nasty comment under a video. You didn't have to watch the video. Yeah. If you didn't like it, just scroll <laughs> past it. Like, there was no yeah, they're sat there for like 10 minutes watching the whole video and be like, this is so awful, but I have to finish the video. It's like... I know it's like you, you you took the time out of your day to watch that whole thing yeah. and comment okay yeah no it's really strange um I don't really understand what people gain out of being horrible like that but it's it's good that I you've got that you've got a really strong mindset like about things like that and um that yeah. it's not that common for you because I know a lot of people do struggle loads especially with online trolls I mean when you're hiding behind a keyboard it's so easy to be horrible isn't it but Oh, absolutely. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about, about your drag? Like, what have you got coming up in the future? Anything like that? I mean, coming up, I'm 
I'm near about here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I mean, if 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 you if you want to catch me in action, you can go to my Instagram. I have a link tree in my bio. Uh, oh, you can find all the ticket links. <laughs> nice little self promo. We love it. That's what you're here for. <laughs> Yeah, we love to see it. So you're based in London. If anyone wants to check you out in London, where should they go? Yes. Um, you can find me at CMYK in Wimbledon. Um, you can find me in Austin Friars Balls Brothers uh, near Bank. Every Not every Saturday, but most Saturday mornings for brunch. That's a very fun one. Oh, and that's fun. Yeah, I'd love to I, go to the brunch. All oh, the brunches are very fun. I love a brunch. Oh, I do <laughs> love a brunch. Bottomless Prosecco. end of the episode i hope you guys enjoyed like i said at the start make sure to show some love to go girl and show some love to the podcast by following subscribing or following us on instagram at, at forbidden fridays podcast thanks so much for listening and hope you're excited for next week's episode